Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Love is the law every day here on the Lori and Julia show, but no day is love more the law than on Friday. We are in love with Friday. <laughs> we are in love with the weekend. It's here. Let's do this. Let's do the Friday things. Let's do it. Yeah, and what a beautiful Friday. Oh, so lovely. What a day to play hooky if you could. That's one thing about this job. We have never been able to play hooky. Well, in unless years. we take a fake sick day, and but that's again, been done. Here and there, very sporadic. Nothing B needs to get her undies in I, I mean, like, up. I can think of two. Maybe oh, in 18 Julia, years. Oh, Julia, your memory is bad. Is it's, it? It's porous now, <laughs> is what it is. No, we've had days where we were just like, oh... I can't do but it no, today. But no, it's not fair to the... It's not fair to the other people. Per, yeah, it's not as much fun as corporate America. My best call in sick was when I called in sick to Carlson Companies and I was at spring training in, in Arizona. Arizona. And I remember before I, you went, Julia, this is what's going to happen. I'm calling in sick on mm-hmm. Monday. And oh my God. And then I think I called in sick once from Miami. You probably yeah, did. Yeah, I have taken advantage mm-hmm. of extending a long weekend. Very lovely. Very nice. Okay, so this just made me laugh this morning because, of course, you know, Al Roker, every Friday, he's always like, Sunday, Sunday. You know, he does all of his little football. Football stuff, okay. Things and gives a little update. And, of course, the big game this week uh, that Al decided to highlight was the Vikings playing Seattle. In Seattle. Guess why he's highlighting this? Why? Because it's Sunday Night Football on NBC. Okay, that's why. All right, good. I didn't know that. The Vikings don't get a lot of attention right now, but it's Sunday Night Football on his channel. Oh, There you go. That (laughs) explains so much for me. But all I know is that I will be in Seattle this weekend. It's my mom's birthday on Sunday. Oh, Mooty. And the family is... uh, pretty much become all Seahawk fans, except for my one sister, who is still a Viking and a Seahawk fan, although this year she's leaning more towards the Seahawks. But Why wouldn't you? Yeah, but um, Al Roker does something in the middle of this, a cacaing sound, oh. that my brother-in-law, the I've watched football games, Seahawks games with the family before, and there is a lot of um, C, and then the corresponding Hawks, and there's a lot of Cacaine. Is that what noise a Seahawk makes? I don't know. Let's, let, let's it. hear okay. it from Al. Here we go. Get ready. This is it. The Vikings. I love that mustache. Make their way to CenturyLink Field there in Seattle, Washington, taking on the Seahawks. Ah! Cool. Rainy. It's kind of a dome, but not quite. So there you go. Oh, totally but, a dome. No, it's not. It's The field is open, but we've got to cover for the people. Don't argue with me. Vikings, Seahawks, 7 p.m. Sunday night, football night God. in America. What sound does the Seahawks make again? Give me <laughs> it's very much like an eagle. I was about <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> yeah, he only has one bird noise. Al right. Seahawk and pterodactyl are never in the same room at the same time. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> because I, I would bet on the pterodactyl. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh my! And so, DJ, if you're listening, I'm prepared. I've got my earplugs because he goes go 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 every time they do something, or he'll go see, and then everyone has to yell halt. The they're, Seattle's known for the, having a loud state home state. They're the thirteenth fan or whatever. Yeah. The twelfth, twelfth fan, man. whatever. And here, do you guys ever just forget there's a pandemic going on? Because Lori came in to me and said, "Hey, play this Seahawks clip," and I was like, "Oh, are you going to the game?" Right, just right. I, right. Just forgetting that no, no nobody's going. I'm not I going to the game. game. I, the boys and I went to a preseason Seahawk Viking game in Seattle, and That's that, right. they're they're nutty crazy there, and their stadium's lovely, and it's right by the water. It's right. beautiful. I, I it's think so my much mom fun. was kind of relieved that there was a football game on her birthday, not because she's such a huge football fan, Something but to because do. yeah, we'll have a little gathering. You at want my, my Vikings? mask gosh to take with I you i really don't no okay. thank you though all right thank you no i don't have um i'm fully expecting them to get pounded but i based on casey's grim is casey gonna watch it i know but he has a five dollar bet with my mom which okay. he already gave me the five dollars to prepay her <laughs> he's so sure that uh because apparently the seahawks are like on fire this year yeah they're four and oh and well, you never they, know. You never know, Julia. And if they start you to never win, know. I will be scolding my way all around Absolutely. my brother's living room or wherever we're watching this game with our damn masks on. But anyway, that's kind of kind of funny when he, Elvis started going. I didn't realize that the Sunday Night Football and NBC went together. I know. I'm like, of course he's so excited about that. But it's always like one of the top rated um Shows during the week. Yeah. Because it's on a network. Yeah. All right. By the way, I read it kind of a a great story last night on the Huffington Post. And it was the story started about a waitress who asked some customers to put on their masks when they came in the restaurant. Uh And when they left for tip on the credit card slip, they just wrote in the word mask. People are just so rude. So I'm just going to I'm going to agree with this writer at the Huffington Post that right now the Corona virus tipping guide, you should tip to the point of pain. Of course, because more, because the the people that are working on tips, whatever it is, yes. whether wherever it's at, they're getting less tips. So when you can, if you can tip to the point of pain, I that like is it. my pandemic Weekend advice, you know, maybe normally you might give, you know, $3 tip on something, make it be more or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just try and do that because people in the service business and, you know, right. are really hurting. And they're putting their health on the line to bring you your onion blossom. Right. Tip there these you people. go. I know there people and p- other, there have been other stories about how upset people have been and really stiffed people and given them just terrible tips. It's not their fault. Yeah, I know. I, I know, know, but th- that's yeah, just what yeah, they're yeah. doing. So the experts say tip to the point of pain, unless you're in the category of you don't, you're you're not able to do that. But if right. you are, just do it because you're probably not tipping as much as you might have in another time period. Mm-hmm. So, I'm one to know people yeah. if you're keeping track. Are my you? tennis, you know, our tennis league kicked off last night. Oh, it did. Nine o'clock. That's an interesting time to play tennis, and then you're wound up when you get home. It's yeah. very hard to go to sleep. Julia, um, I used to be in a nine o'clock bowling league at Elsie's, and we bowled till midnight. And all those Polish ladies on that league, they all smoke and drank like fishes. It was. It's hard to get to sleep. 
it's hard to wind down, but we won last night and I played with this gal and um, Serbian. And so she was trying to teach me how to swear in Serbia. Oh, good. good. Don't say any of those words because I'm not we've going heard to. Well, that... first of all, I, I don't even remember them. All right. Okay. Because I'm like, I got a foul mouth, but I, you can't swear on the court, you know. Or you can't? No. Nope. Gee, I'm glad that rule isn't happening at Mm-mm. bowling. You should hear the curse words. Mm-mm. And colorful. People try to put colorful we just, arrangements around the around words. Around the words. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. So when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. Well, we can't believe it, but uh, today would have been John Lennon's 80th birthday. So that 40 is, years old when he died. Yeah. Um, his son, Sean, they have the same birthday. He's 45. And Yoko posted the sweetest picture of the three of them it looked like they were walking in central park on a foggy morning yeah. from behind with sean in between them and then holding she, his hand she reminded uh everybody that the 40th annual john lennon tribute birthday show is tonight at seven o'clock and all kinds of people i mean roseanne cash i mean a, a billion people you go to lennon tribute the number 40 dot org to watch it all right. And it's like a three-hour show. Have you ever watched that, Rocco? Because she does not. it every year. No, I did not know that. I knew yeah. about the the one that uh, Curtis A. does. Right. That's so good. Day. Right. Yes. That's so good. But yeah, she does this every year on his birthday, and it's kind of an all-star lineup of people who just sing and play John Lennon songs. And so it's, yeah, Lennon Tribute, the number 40.org. Okay, let me give you a little, John, a couple John Lennon facts, okay. all right? He was 5'11 and a Libra. If you're wondering what his sign was. Of course, yes, Libra. Uh He grew up near Strawberry Field, literally. Um, He lived near a local Salvation Army orphanage and loved to explore the garden by it, which was known as Strawberry Fields. So that's where Paul McCartney recalled it as a secret garden. Uh Um, He hated the sound of his own voice. He would ask his the band's producer, George Martin, to cover the sound of his voice. And he said, can't you smother it with tomato ketchup or something? Um, mm-hmm. He said songwriting. I don't think very many people like the sound of their own no, voice when they hear it back sometimes. I don't think so. Yeah. He said songwriting was torture. Uh, he hated every minute of it. He spoke with Rolling Stone just days before his death. Well, yeah, he did the photo, Annie Leibovitz, yes. of him and Yoko. In bed. Stretched out yes. in bed. Yeah, naked. And he said it was absolute torture. I always think there's nothing there, um, not coming out, blah, 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 blah. But he says the, his only exceptions were the ten or so songs the gods give you that come out of nowhere. Hmm. Um, Twist and Shout, when they recorded Which is that our song today. today. We're going to sing along. Rule, that is the song that we are best able to handle. That's probably true, yeah. Yeah. And Twist and Shout appeared on their debut album. Please Please Me, that one yes. with the four faces. And at the end of the 12-hour session, they sang Twist and Shout, and it required John Lennon, who was already hoarse, to shred out songs. And he said, the last song nearly killed me. My voice wasn't the same for a long time after. I swall- When I swallowed, it was like sandpaper. And he says, listening back to it, I guess you get used to it, but I had no voice recording Twist and Shout. When he's but- screeching. Well, it's perfect song for us to help sing along yeah, today with Rocco and Screeching and shouting right. all the way. He also um, 
he, his signature eyeglasses, you know, we found out from Anthony Bosco at Envision that they were a Robert Mark, remember? That's right. Mm-hmm. And the, but originally... The, the, the little round the granny. The little round granny glasses. Originally, um, while filming a black comedy called How I Won the War in 1967, he took a liking to a part of the round spectacles that were part of his character's costuming. And he said they weren't designer glasses. They were utilitarian handiwork of the UK's National Health Service, but he loved the ugly granny glasses and went with it. Mm. And um, on the road, he loved playing Monopoly more than anything. He'd have a set. They'd fly with it. They'd travel with his set. He'd stand up when he'd shake the die. Oh, my gosh. I I know. And he went crazy about Boardwalk and Park Place. Good strategy going for Boardwalk and Park Place. Everyone did. He was the first Beatle to get married. He married Cynthia Powell, who he met in art school in 1962. They got married because she was pregnant. And she gave birth to the couple's only son, Julian. Um, and um, I guess everyone was crazy for them. You know, we've seen the footage and everything oh when they performed on the Ed Sullivan show. And there was ticker taste, uh, ticker writing across the bottom that said, um, sorry, girls, he's married. It oh, appeared really? on the screen. Wow. Um when he sang Till There Was You. He was the last Beatle to learn how to drive um, at the age of 24. And then in, um, he went on a road trip with his wife and their son and uh, her daughter. And he got in a car accident. And after that, he never drove again. And that's why he always had a chauffeur and a driver. He's, probably, he's just probably one of these guys who's a terrible driver. Mm-hmm. But um, how about that they mounted the wrecked car on a pillar in their home? Jeez. <laughs> I know. Let's see. The last um, time he had one diss track, diss track against Paul McCartney. Um, you might know this, Rocco, but on yes. Lennon's 1971 album, Imagine, it featured a track called How Do You Sleep? And it was a nasty attack on Paul McCartney. I did know that. You, you did? did? Yeah. And I know, yeah, they almost, yeah, they almost reconciled. Remember when... Uh, Somebody wanted the Beatles to go on SNL together yes. and they'd give him a million dollars or something. And Paul McCartney thought about it, or maybe it was John that thought about it. He lived, he lived like a few blocks away. Here we have the full story here. Okay. So McCartney was visiting John Lennon at his New York apartment. They were watching Saturday Night Live together when producer Lauren Mar- Michaels, as a gag, offered the Beatles $3,000 to come to the show. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. They almost took a cab to the show as a joke, Ugh. but decided against it because they were too tired. Damn it. I know. Um, let's see. 
he was asked by a friend once, what's the best lyric you ever wrote? All you need is love. No. That's good. That's still true today. And then this we learned, um, let's see, he was, um, he liked cats, Laurie. He did? And he grew up, he had a cat named Elvis, named after Elvis Presley. But he found out it was a girl. I think I did know that about the cats, that he and Yoko were cat This is something we learned in Elton John's biography. Um, His last final concert appearance was after losing a bet to Elton John. And they did the duet, Whatever Gets You Through the Night. Mm-hmm. And that was his only number one song, I think. He had one more number one single. Um, yeah, you're right, Lori. Uh, whatever right. Gets You Through yeah, the Night. You're right. Te- you know, it was the only one that technically got you're, that number. You're right. And so Elton John bet him, if it reaches number one, you have to come perform with me at Madison's, Madison Square Garden. And John probably didn't think it would go to number one because none of his songs had. Right. Sure, I'll take that bet, Elton. Twelve days after it was later, on think um, after the song was um, released on Thanksgiving night, Lennon joined John for three songs, including the Beatles classic "Lucy in the Sky with Diamond." I saw her standing there would be his final concert appearance. And of course they sang "Whatever Gets You Through the Night." Oh my gosh! Can you imagine being at that show? No, no one knows where his ashes are. Um, Yoko Ono had his remains cremated, but never told anyone where they were. God, I wouldn't have told anyone. Fans either. think they're at Strawberry Fields in Central Park. She, mm-hmm. Maybe he's been sprinkled. Maybe she takes a little of him everywhere she goes. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very possible. Very, very, very possible. So, and he was the only beetle who never became a vegetarian. That is just <laughs> a funny thing. And he wrote a song called Julia. Yes, that's he did. right. Maybe we'll play it. Seashell Eyes. Yeah. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. That's a concert I regret missing at the right down the street from us at U.S. Bank or the U Stadium, whatever it's called. TCF. TCF Bank Stadium. Remember when they played? In the rain. In the rain. People loved it. I I know it. I know it. I feel like we were at my cabin. We were out of town. There was a reason. There was a reason we weren't there. But we did see Beyonce there and the Rolling Stones. So yes. two out of three is bad, And it was bad, kind Rocco. of rainy, cloudy for the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Raining for Beyonce yep, at the yep. beginning. That yeah. was the one where all the women were hiding their purses and having oh. to throw them in the trash cans because they had the purse oh, policy. that's right. And then yeah. we also had a thunder thing, so we all had to go inside the stadium. Yes. Inside the con- There was lightning. Know, yeah, I, by the I wanted to go to that, and my friend said, "Oh, it's gonna rain. I don't want to go." And I'm, come, I'm like, "Come on, there's cheap." The tickets. U two? No, the um, oh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Okay, you well, should have gotten cheap tickets on like StubHub that well, day. Well, so they good. were probably better than ours. We had a big promotion, and we gave away tickets. Remember, we couldn't see from our seats. Well, we were in the very top row, which is high <laughs> up at TCF. It's really rather high. <laughs> it's not as steep as the old Metrodome or the new. <laughs> Uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, but it fell high to us I thought you in the dark and a little cooler. I thought you were going to use your like top secret uh, scheme to move down. No, which we I won't had tell listeners with about. us. Yeah, oh, we had why. people with us, and Julia isn't like Casey. I'm not, I'm not Casey that aggressive. Casey is my person that I get closer. I get into seats because and I got busted once. You're a terrible sneak and Casey's no, good at no, it. No, I don't like to sneak at that And stuff. he holds my hand and drags me along and makes me move faster than my body would normally move. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to act like you you know what you're you doing. You belong, yep. but you also I, I have to be able to duck, leap over something. And then when you pop up, you don't pop up so high that people are annoyed. 
Well, That's I, the beauty of Casey's height. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, me too. You know, we're little. It doesn't matter if we stand in front of people. They can all see over us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, speaking about the Beatles, if you are a huge Beatles fan, um, this news is I... Gosh, Julia, I printed this like a month ago and saved it. In her tickler file. In my tickler file. And it's from Roger Friedman. And it's a movie that's out on demand today. It's called Meeting the Beatles in India. And Roger Friedman, longtime showbiz guy, but he's been a huge, huge Beatles fan for many years. He says it's one of the best documentaries ever on the Beatles because it is not sanctioned by the Beatles or Apple Records, but rather... It's pure luck. This dude by the name of Paul Saltzman was a 22-year-old from Montreal who found himself in India at the same ashram where the Mm -hmm. Beatles were going to learn how to study with the Mm -hmm. Maharishi uh, Mashi Yogi at that ashram. Yes. And became friends with them, and they allowed him to film... And they were just like, it's, it's, it was luck and a fluke. He was just on a spiritual journey. He was a fledgling cameraman on a shoot and wound up taking all these photos at, and this was at a critical point in their lives. And he spent a week with them, their wives, their lovers, as well as Donovan, Mike Love of the Beach Boys, and Prudence Farrow, Mia's sister, who the Beatles right. end up writing Dear Prudence. Right. Oh, how fun. About, but uh, he'd never done anything with the photos until his daughter reminded him. So the movie's narrated by Morgan Freeman. And what channel is it on? Um, just anywhere where you get video on demand, you know, however, yeah, however you might get it. it. It's called Meeting the Beatles in India. Oh, I love it. And... Uh, so he did it. He hooked up with a Beatles historian by the name of uh, Mark Lewinson, whose books about the Beatles recordings are invaluable. And he, they go back to the actual ashram and um, David Lynch. How you know, lucky to be at an ashram at the same time. I'd like to go to an ashram at the same time as somebody. Yeah, amazing. That's, so anyway, you if you're talk. a Beatles fan, mm-hmm. this might be something that you want to uh, check out, Meeting the Beatles in India. Now... Last night on Bravo, the very last night, Andy Cohen got got to do his, you know, at home in the Hamptons um, clubhouse show because he's going back in the studio right. Sunday night. He had Mariah Carey on the Zoom and Andy adapted right away early to the at home. And I think his shows have been very fun. Yes. He had no problem doing it. And Mariah was wigless. She just had her her regular hair. I am feeling the biggest giddy liberation like mariah might not acknowledge that she's 50 but she's experiencing the joy of 50 and Mm -hmm. it is coming through in aces i mean she's so happy and she was giddy because her book the meaning of mariah carey number one on the new york times yep she was so excited. Number well, who wouldn't be? And Andy no. was kind of excited because it's his imprint. Yes, Andy Cohen has his own imprint at Harper Collins or whatever. I mean, I am just intrigued at the fact that she went with him. Very, you know, very, very. And said, but she was really, really delightful. Yeah, she's really doing this book and looking back. And I guess this would be true for any of us. If you sat down with somebody and they really, you know, you were doing a book, you had this meaningful life or that people want to know about and think back, I would think that it would give you a lot of insight in just reliving and kind of really 
is that how that really happened? Or right. did I tell myself at the time? And you know, someone to ask you the right questions right. to prompt. She just seems very liberated and happy. And her answers reflect that because she is absolutely... No. She's not being an no elusive chanteuse. Oh. Julia. Yeah. Okay, right. here we go. Here she is. I think this is about Derek Jeter and that relationship. Okay. Um, go ahead, Rocco. Because I did feel so ambiguous and like such an outsider. And yet I was living my dream, but I didn't feel really connected to anybody and I was in an abusive relationship and I knew that that was over and it was only a matter of time but it was he became a catalyst for me because all my life when I was a little girl I was like you know one day maybe I'll meet somebody that's similar to me that won't um not necessarily judge me but yes judge me but look down upon me because they feel superior to me because I'm not one way or another enough mm. for them. And she's talking about race, being biracial and that one parent yes. black and one parent white. And that was the main thing that attracted her. And I would say yes, because Derek Jeter was oh. put together as, as as beautifully as you were, Mariah. Oh, lovely. And they were playing a game, a fashion game, butterfly it or keep it or whatever. And it was yeah. so fun to look back at um, all of the fashions. And I she's never... She's got she got into a thing, a groove of wearing the black dresses, probably around 40. But man, in her uh, 20s and 30s, she was uh, she was experimenting with hair and makeup and outfits and looks like crazy. It was so fun. She's if you look back, you know, she's been performing for a long time. She has been performing a long time. Okay, uh, here this is about, uh, you know, she's good buddies with Lee Daniels. He cast her in the movie Precious. Mm -hmm. And um, so here's Andy asking about is it possible biopic? David from Orlando, Florida said, I know you're close friends with Lee Daniels. He hinted the other day when you sent him your memoir that he can't wait for us to see the film of it. Could the meaning of Mariah Carey be made into a biopic? I mean, this seems totally inevitable. I believe so. I mean, and it is written in a very visual way. So I don't think it's a stretch. The only thing is, it is long. And we'd have to figure out the exact format. But yes, Lee and I did um, have a really nice discussion. And he's working on an incredible movie right now. So, um, you know, it's exciting. The prospects are, are um, endless, really, because I, I, especially with the audiobook, I feel like it's already, the narration is already created. It's already yeah. there. You know what I mean? So it could be used in many ways. And um, it's, a, it's a nice new chapter, and I'm glad that we're having it together. Oh, Mariah. What a lovely. Yeah. I mean, and she was just looking, and she did have a black dress on, but she wasn't wearing a... You know, extravagant when she's just like, yeah, not She looked fairly, she looked good. Uh, And then here she is talking about, because she writes about this in the book, that she almost passed on the song Hero. Mm. I didn't realize, and and then I read in the book, you originally wrote Hero for Gloria Estefan to sing for the movie Hero. I mean, on a scale from one to ten, how happy are you that you kept the song for yourself? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm very happy, and, and I do credit and my ex-husband who then ran Sony Records for 
not only encouraging me to keep it for myself, but you know, basically he, he told me what to do back then. So right. it, it was, it, but he did, you know, say, yeah, you need to keep this one for yourself. And he was right. Well, there she gives credit where so credit there you is go. due. And she talks about writing the song, Where Are You Christmas? And uh, Faith Hill recorded that and had a huge hit with that. And she just said it just was, it just wasn't, I wrote the song, but it just wasn't, it didn't feel like my song. But I, she really is an incredible songwriter. I guess that's something that we kind of overlook about mm-hmm. Mariah. Don't you think? Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. And then uh, here's uh, the last the last one from Mariah talking to Andy Cohen. The intention was to emancipate my little girl self who wasn't famous, who didn't have money, who didn't feel worthy. Um, and I know where, you know, we need to be playing games and drinking and doing all that stuff. But, you know, just on the level of like anybody who never felt like they belonged or may or may not have felt that they could succeed because the odds were against them or they were different. I feel like it's a survivor's story and not everybody realized that about me. The intention. We didn't realize that no. about you, Mariah, not to that extent. No, Is she I think done? it would be a really good biopic. Yeah. You know, I do. I, I want to read this book. I mean, I'll get you. it is getting great reviews. Yeah, I know. I know two people reading it right now. Do they love yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who's already a lamely. He considers mm-hmm. himself a lambly. Uh, yeah, it's already done. Done. Finished yeah. it. Was ready to go. Um, so anyway, and then just some other uh, news on Bravo. Garcelle Bouvet confirmed she's coming back to Beverly Hills. So next year, which is good news. Well, they start. They'll start fil- filming. She said, "I sort of got a warning from Lisa Rinna. We'll see. I'm ready, though. Bring it." And uh, Lisa, you know, is out there promoting her new lipstick uh, on Instagram. And then Christian Siriano is getting a weekly talk show on Bravo. Oh, fun. Called So Siriano. I love that. I think it might have started last night and oh, I forgot I to, to DVR it. But I love that. It's just once, it's a weekly pop culture talk show, just once a week. I love that. I wish him. it was pop culture and fashion. It, it probably yes. will be, but it's every Thursday. So if you're a fan of Christian Siriano, and the only reason I watched uh, that uh, Project Runway is because he, he he was good. He was back on it, yeah. and I really I really just get a big kick out of him. He's so fun. That's just uh, a little TV uh, Bravo alert for you. We'll be right back. Julia, what's up, Rocco? We're what's it up? Over every day. Who's that by Rocco? Oh gosh, barely, barely breathing? breathing. Is it the? It sounds very Goo Goo Dolls, but I just, that's my go-to for every Duncan song. Duncan Chic. Oh, Dun- oh, yeah, Duncan Dun- Chic. I bought I that no stupid CD, that and I is. still have it, and I think I bought it for one song. What am I ever going to do with that? And you know wasn't I- he the one that went on to write musicals? Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, I've just taken all my CDs and have hidden them out of my own sight because I don't know what to do with them. Well, this is a thing. It is okay, such a this dilemma. Is a thing. So- but I do have a CD player in my car, but my top... CDs, all the compilations you made me, and the one I had made for my 50th birthday with my top 50 songs, and all my good soundtracks got stolen out of my car this summer. That would bother that, me. That's I know the it. CD I know. loss that hurts, Rocco, real yes. deep. The Duncan Sheik? No, no, no but all my compilations, I Julia's made me, like basically yep. my mixtape on CD. Yeah, you can't get those back. You can't get them back, and what good are they to somebody? 
Yeah, nothing. Wants a bunch nothing. Of but I mean, anyway, okay. if they're being played at a party, I'm telling you, people are having fun. <laughs> there was a lot of heart and it, my and soul my fiftieth birthday. Yes, that I one. Know. Every song was hand selected by yours truly, and every single one of them. You was still have the famous. list. I could make it again, I suppose, but there's a bound to be a few that have will slip in the cracks, Julia. Because it was just a few years ago. Right. <laughs> uh, by the way, the show that everyone. Went crazy watching. I don't even know when it was. I feel like it was last fall. The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yes. The now new one's out. the new one, The Haunting of Bly right. Manor, Comes dropped out today on Netflix. So we like that, and oh, I could it. and I could watch that one. So that's okay. Yeah, this one is set in 1987, England. It's nine episodes, so people are going to binge it. And it centers on an American governess right there. You know, there's going to be scary anything to do with a governess or something like that. And it's Victoria Pedretti, who starred in You with Penn Badgley in the second season. She's hired to tutor and care. Rocco, listen for this. The orphan children, Miles and Flora, in a remote (laughs) country house. And of course, no, no... House is complete with orphans and a governess and creepy dolls. You've got to have creepy dolls in that house. Oh, wow. And um, anyway, I just remember watching the trailer, like, and I swear Donnie posted this, like, last March. And it was basically the governess just saying goodnight to the children, turning off the lights, and then one of the dolls lifting up its head and opening its eyes. He. <laughs> Okay, that just sounds horrible to me. Now that I hear really what it's about. Okay, so I watched. But didn't you Devils. watch The yes, Haunting of Hill's it. House? Hill House, and you mm-hmm. liked it. I mean, I did it. Rocco, watch the show if you get a chance. Okay. If you like scary. scary. I don't like scary. Oh, you don't? He's, then forget it. No. I'll watch it next it's, weekend. And I don't like scary either, but it was okay. I mean, it, it, it was like a. It's, it's more, supernatural. Yeah, it's supernatural it, scary. I like stuff. eerie intention. It's that. It's okay. that. Yeah. It's not like horror. Okay, good. Okay, so last night, mm-hmm. do you like how I say horror? Uh, it's not slasher. It, no, not at all. So I watched Devils. Oh, the CW show with Patrick Dempsey. And this other guy whose name is Massimo. Okay. Um, it's, they described it as um, a European version of Billions. And if people don't know what Billions is, it's on Showtime. And it's all about cutthroat hedge fund management. Big stock money. Stock market, big money. Big ego. Big ego. Going behind people's back, trying to get... But it's all about that. Right. And so I read a couple of reviews that it, it's so weird that the CW would pick this up because it doesn't fit their tween teen sweet spot that you are and i am yeah okay there's a lot of good cw shows so i watched it and i had to put it and it stars patrick dempsey who is which is why you watched it basically Mm -hmm. um i had to put on closed captioning only because the it was fast conversation we can't use closed caption so much there's so many stuff where people have accents i can't understand i can't and there wasn't even a big accent it was i'm gonna say it was okay I'm going to watch the next one, okay. but it was just okay. Casey looked it up, and he said, you're going to be watching this one on your own. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. You know, I'm Because like, it didn't have enough stars or ratings or whatever for him. 
Right. He's He's so, such a snob. He's a snob that way. Yes. And he's he, a rating snob. And yet I have shown him on that damn Rotten Tomatoes movies he loves that have low ratings. Right. That are old. I mean, you know, he's... I'd be curious if... Well, but you s- used to I'm buy s- him that book about movies. He would look up movies. Uh, Randy, Leonard I mean, Nimoy's oh my trip to the movies guys. or something. Leonard Maltin's. Thank you. Yes. Leonard Nimoy, Nimoy was a Star Trek guy, I think. Hey, you got it. Yeah. yeah. He didn't say Star Trek. That's what right. It's I- a step in the right direction. Oh, honey, <laughs> it's, it's a good day. It I'm is a good clearly. day. Okay, so... And Jack White, by the way, is replacing he's the musical guest tomorrow night on snl which to me is better than oh that d- other dude they had that i've never had... even heard of that guy no i know well, was... this is a huge i mean like that other guy is crying well i'm sure he, he is treatment. well maybe he did but jack white that will be like and he's got a new album coming out <sighs> perfect i don't know why they didn't ask him in the first place because they were throwing a bone for the country fan all right here's <laughs> here's a little factoid about saturday night live what can you guys name the only, the one and only former cast member that has been banned from hosting SNL? Ooh. The one and only oh. castmate. Yep. Former cast member that has been banned from ever hosting SNL. Gee. I know Is it David Spade? No. Wait, what did you say, Rocco? I know the replacements got banned uh, no. for... Swearing, or but but that, that was song. a musical act. Yeah, I know. No, this is a host, and uh, it was a former cast, cast member. Mate, that's the clue hmm. that we got to be paying attention to. That Charles we're not. Charles Rocket. Who he's is, he's he was on for like one season, and he swore and never and they kicked him off the show. You're so random. No, but all right, that was a deep cut. Rocco Chevy Chase. Oh, oh yes. mainly for being a jerk to the cast, cast. and the crew. I, I used to have such a crush on him. Mm-hmm. Like, like seriously, Fletch, when he was yeah. Fletch and when he did all those vacation things, I thought he was so good looking and sexy in, <laughs> a, in a slimy way. Yeah. For right. some reason. Kind of a, you know, a Gomez, as they call him, the, a lounge lizard kind totally. of a guy. He was sexy and like Caddyshack. Yeah, 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 yeah. He really was. Yeah. I thought he was. Um, so Valerie Bertinelli, so sweet. She posted all these photos of the night she met Eddie Van Halen. Um, really cute. Those two were so darling together. But she hosted SNL in February of 1987. And Eddie hung out with all the musicians. And he ended up jamming with the band. He didn't want to be Mr. Bertinelli. But they're like, Eddie, dude, you got to play with us. So he's like, all right, I will. Yeah. I know. But she hosted that show. It was a big, big deal. deal. Yeah. Anyway. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.